The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In green pastures he makes me lie down. He restores my soul and leads me on for his name, for his grace. Surely goodness, surely mercy, right beside me all my days, and I will dwell in your house forever, and
Hello there. My name's Mark Garrett. And I've got to give my testimony. As you know, um, any of you who know me and my wife, I cannot tell a story correctly if she's not here. <laughs> but she, we worked all day in the restaurant yesterday, and she's not here because a tendon went crazy in her knee. She can't walk, which is God's way of saying, Mark, you give your testimony. I'll do it as quickly as I possibly can but I want to tell you everything. COVID affects every one of us. COVID has been here and it's still here. And, but when it first started and when it first got serious, um, they shut down everything, but they particularly shut down restaurants. So my business, 85% of it was gone overnight. From a little microscopic thing that you can't see with the naked eye. Gone. Well, you can't let all your people go because you need them for, we still need them for when we're trying to reopen. And you can't get people to work. So you, so you keep putting money in. Well, that takes all your savings. So that happened. Then you try to think, well, I'll fall back on my education and experience. But there is literally nothing in a textbook to deal with this. So you got business, money, education experience but what would you like to say in the south well at least you got your health and you got that till you don't so you got you're left with one choice when you go through all that stuff I'm thankful I'm thankful for Tim Thompson Dr. Lohmeyer Angie Wilson godly people who take care of us But there was a message. <laughs> Specifically for me. Oh, yeah, and amusement, stuff you enjoy, all that was out too. So here's what God was teaching me. He kept taking me back and over and over again to... Um, Exodus 34. It's when the children are at the foot of the mountain. Moses went up to receive the word. But what did the people do while he was gone? Idolatry. My business had been subtly an idol in my life. 
the 401k plan had been a subtle idol in my life. What I thought I knew, what I thought I knew, had become a subtle idol in my life. Even your church family can become an idol in your life. You know why? He took that away too. Remember when we couldn't even come here? I couldn't see you except on a TV screen, and that's not the same. And then he put me in a hospital by myself because Kathy couldn't go because of COVID. She had to wait in a different room to start teaching me what I should have been listening to before. Y'all, don't let idols subtly become part of your life. I did. And it ain't pleasant going to the wood the woodshed with the Lord. It is not pleasant. But it is good. I can't believe I'm standing here telling you this. Cancer is good for me. It was good for me. COVID has been good for me. I don't mean that cruelly toward anybody who suffered. Or anybody who's lost somebody to it, what I'm saying is. But here they are at the foot of the mountain, and they're dancing around an idol. And what happened? The Lord said, my wrath burns against them. I'm going to wipe them out. And Moses pled, made a plea for them. And he said, okay, I won't wipe them out. But the last verse says, and God sent a plague among his people. Y'all, don't let COVID slowly get taken care of and when it gets gone, you forget what God was trying to teach you. I don't ever want to forget. I don't plan to. Thank you for being our church family. And we love you. And that's all the testimony I can do. It's up. Thank you, Mark. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak this morning on message that I prepared all week. Uh, instead, I'm going to um, take a few minutes to say some things to us as a church that have been on my heart, and this is probably the good a good time to do it. And uh, A few weeks ago, I um, started reading through the book of Jeremiah, and I came to the third and the fourth chapters, and, um, and God, and, and this, this, has been, this has been bothering me for a long time, because I, I, I kept thinking about what is God trying to say to us through this COVID virus? And, um, and I, I do think it's, it's been more than, than what we're realizing. And because he's in control of it. Uh, a, a germ that starts and spreads through the world in a matter of months and devastates every culture 
there is and been watching all the media outlets and they were all turning to science and all turning to medicine and certainly that's good thank thank god for that but i wasn't hearing anything on cnn or fox or msnbc or OA, and nothing about god in all of this and those are the outlets that everyone is watching nothing about god and i just kept and I still do. I still have this sense in my heart that God is trying to speak to his church. And, and I said this several weeks, months back, that if we get through COVID and it hasn't changed us and we haven't learned anything, then all of this has been wasted. And I don't, I don't want us to go back to normal, think what's... Mark's been saying, I don't, I don't want us to go, but God doesn't want us to be normal and be a normal church and go back to normal and just um, cycles of, uh, we sometimes as church people can get into with our lives. And so these, these words from Jeremiah have been on my mind for several weeks. I really know what to do with it. And so, um, but the northern kingdom of Israel has fallen and the southern kingdom is left. And God calls Jeremiah, and he said, I want you to deliver a message to the southern kingdom and warn them. Warn them that unless they repent and put me first, forsake their idols, forsake their neglect of me, and their pursuit of other things than what happened to the northern kingdom is going to happen to the southern kingdom. And so Jeremiah preaches his heart out. He calls his people, God's people, to repent. And to repent of, of the of very thing, Mark, that, that you were transparent to say that you felt like you had been guilty of and what I think to some degree all of us have been guilty of. And God says to his people through Jeremiah, they've turned their back on me. And in times of trouble, they'll cry out and say, save us. And I'm going to say to them, where are your gods now? Where are the gods now that you've made for yourselves? Let these other gods, these idols, arise and save you in this time of trouble. Why are you pleading to me, God says? You've all transgressed against me, says the Lord. In vain, I have chastened your children. My people have forgotten me. Days without number, they have forgotten me. And so he's calling them back to repent. And so here's, here's what I want to say to you. I, I believe that God is calling the church to repent. I, I really, that's, that's what I believe. Mark, thankful for cancer, Opened, 
opening your eyes to see some things. And perhaps I and you need our eyes to be opened. And so I'm going to ask Anita to come and Don to come, and I'm joining with you. And I'm calling all in all, all of us as God's word, Hunsig Hillcrest Baptist Church, to repent. And to spend some time this morning in prayer, you may want to come to an altar and say, God, search your heart and, says, and ask God, is there anything in my life today that I have put before you? Is there anything in my life that means more to me than you? Family? Kids? Grandkids? Spouse? Finances? House? Cars? Nothing wrong with all of those things. All gifts from the Lord, but something wrong with all of them. When we dwell on them and meditate on them and find, try to find peace in them instead of God. And he's wanting us to repent. Seek me first in my kingdom and my righteousness and then let all other things be added to you. So I'm going to ask Don to lead us in a song. And I'm just, that's, the, that's the message today. And after we spend some time in prayer, then we're going to take the Lord's Supper. So you respond however, however God is speaking to you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love, at the impulse of Thy 
We ask the deacons to come to the tables, and this morning um, we're going to ask you to take the bread and the cup as a reminder of the gospel. Just to, as we think about putting the Lord first, that we'd be mindful of Christ and His sacrifice and death for us, and uh, we would take the the bread and the cup. Remembering his body, which was broken, which was sacrificed for us, and his blood, which was shed for us. And after we've all been served, then we'll wait and take this together as a symbol and expression of our unity together in Christ. So you, you come as, as uh, you're ready.
uh, to receive uh, bread and the cup. Paul in his letter to the Corinthians reflects back and says the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me and in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and as often as you drink this cup, you proclaim my death until I come again. And then Paul writes, Whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man, woman, person, believer examine themselves and so let them eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
For whoever eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So, examination. Self-examination, introspection. So as often as we drink the cup and take the bread, God says, take some time and to remember the gospel and take some time to reflect and to examine your relationship with me. That's a good thing. And so we take the bread and we drink the cup. After Jesus and the disciples had shared in this new covenant, the Bible said they left that upper room and walked out of the city and went down through that Kidron Valley and up through the Mount of Olives and through the Garden of Gethsemane up through the Mount of Olives. And Jesus prayed, and, and as they were going, they sang a hymn. So you think we can find one? You think we can find a hymn, Don? That'd be good for us to sing. Let's sing. Can we do blessed assurance? Do you know that, Don? I know. I know uh, you heard that, heard that before? Let's stand Let me, together. Uh, this way. Can I? Uh, All right, I'm going to cheat unless Destin knows how to load that song. And I'll help you with the words, okay? Amen. I got to find. Oh, look. There we go. There you go, Destin. All right, you got the first stanza up there? Let's sing it. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit. Before we go, you have something. Like uh, some of you may not know, um, Fleet Rowan passed away. And so remember to pray for Miss Jewel. And, um, service tomorrow at 2? In New Harmony. In New Harmony, okay. So let's remember to uh, pray for them. There's a lot of folks to pray for as well. So let's, let's stay, remain faithful in prayer uh, to, to remember one another. All right. Hey, just a quick announcement. Uh, Kate Thompson and Destin will be getting married in a couple weeks. And the church tea for Kate is going to be today uh, in the front foyer from 1.30 to 3. So uh, you can come out and show your love for Kate and Destin. I know they appreciate it. So. Okay. And let's, let's also remember the marriage conference. So it's two weeks, two weeks away. And, 28th. Uh, eighth. So Mary Kate, Sam had 10 or so more. So raise your hand. See, see that nice lady right there? If you haven't already registered uh, before you get out of here this morning, let's pray. Father, we pray that your face would shine upon us. 
you be gracious to us, that you grant us your peace, that we would go forth as salt and light today, influencing others, Lord, for your sake, for the gospel. Keep us unified. Keep us one. We pray for Sister Rowan, that you bring comfort to her and those of our church family who are hurting for many different reasons. Help us to be your feet, your hands, your arms of grace and love as we strive to encourage and to serve one another. We pray all of it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>